0: hello there boils and ghouls it's it's an impromptu halloween bonus special yeah
1: happy halloween
0: morgan has graciously agreed to be here while i just rattle off and i'm gonna go off yay the germ of the idea came in when we were doing Paradise Hawaiian style and we mentioned and that. we ner- forgot
1: to wash our hands so the bacteria got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to try to keep this about a half an hour. We'll see. The point is there was a few leading ladies, Elvis movie ladies recently, that when I mentioned some of the other work they'd done, some horror movies came up. Okay. And in the last week, I was compiling a list and I've actually been binge watching as many of these I can. Oh my
1: gosh. Okay. To
0: have some things to say when, when need be. And so we're going to go back to the beginning.
1: Okay.
0: And I will try to rattle off as many of these as I can. Because here's the thing is when I went to all these individual ladies' IMDb's and then I would filter by only feature films and then only horror. Right. Surprisingly, a lot of them only did one.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It came up multiple times where it was just like, just the one, just the one, just the one that's not even quite horror. Like it's horror adjacent. Yeah. And there's full movies where none of the actresses have ever done horror. So we're just going to skip those when right. we we'll get to them. Okay. Then there's a few that like, it was like 10. And I was like, oh, okay, well, then I'll just have to further filter it. And we'll get to it when we get to it.
1: Right. Okay. Let's do it.
0: So without further ado, we're rambling, we're rambling. Let's begin. And this will be a nice little walk back down memory lane. So let's go back yeah. to Love Me Tender, the first Elvis movie. Yeah. We had Deborah Paget. She was the yes. leading lady.
1: She was nice. Yeah.
0: Her final two films were her only foray in horror.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: So they were both AIP Vincent Price movies as well. Oh,
1: very nice. Very interesting. His name is going
0: to come back a few times. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he's got to. Yeah. So
0: 1962's Tales of Terror is like an anthology and it's more comedy horror. So we're just going to move Mm -hmm. to her final film, which is 1963's The Haunted Palace, which is a delightful Vincent Price film. And this was during the time when Roger Corman and Vincent Price were making a bunch of Edgar Allan Poe adaptations. But when it came to this, they tried to change it up. Roger Corman wanted to do an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation.
1: Oh, very difficult to do.
0: Especially since... He wasn't even as popular as a writer as he is now in these days. Yes, yeah. This was, in fact, one of the first films to introduce the Necronomicon, and they name drop Cthulhu.
1: Oh, cool.
0: And it's great. And Deborah Padgett is in it. She plays Vincent Price's wife. They move into a spooky old estate, and there's like a curse, and there's- A Necronomicon? Some eldritch shenanigans. Yeah. But she's great in it. Cool. And so this is only, yeah, you're like, you're thinking, this is only 63. She retired pretty early. Yeah, she literally married some like oil baron, and then was like, I'm- Done with show business. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: so tight. Pretty sweet. Yeah. That's how I'd like to go.
0: All right. Moving on to movie number two, Loving You. This was the first movie that had Dolores Hart, but she didn't know horror movies. So we're going to go to Lisbeth Scott. Yeah. Who was the manager character. And she only did one. And it's a comedy horror musical with Martin and Lewis, which was- well,
1: a, co- a comedy horror musical? Yeah. Okay.
0: From 1953 called Scared Stiff. It's It was a, a vehicle for Martin and Lewis.
1: Oh, Okay. Which,
0: for those who don't know, was Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. They were a comedy duo before they branched off into their own solo stuff. Right. But the big winner of Loving You is Jana Lund, which I don't even know if you remember Jana. She was Elvis's first on screen kiss. She plays the groupie that sneaks into his dressing room yes. and plants yeah, a smooch on him. Yep. She was in only one horror movie, and it was 1958's Frankenstein 1970. Huh. Which you're thinking to yourself wait a minute what did you just say 1958's frankenstein 1970 that's exactly yeah. what i just said because okay. to give it a futuristic edge they just decided to call it frankenstein 1970
1: <laughs> god I love that marketing team
0: oh, yeah geez. i actually I, apparently they were thinking going with to, the big brains yeah here. they were big, going with <laughs>
1: brains on these guys <laughs> they were going
0: to go with like 1960 and I, that's only two years away i guess they've got to go a little further <laughs> Because there's a a plot point that involves Dr. Frankenstein getting his hands on a nuclear reactor. And I guess they figured it would be more commonplace to just get a discount nuclear reactor in 1970. Just go down to your local uh, Home Depot. But this one actually has... This is one of the ones I watched. And it is not good. But it has... Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it has an interesting it has potential this would be one that they should yeah. you know how they're always remaking stuff that was already good in the first place this is the stuff that you should be trying to tackle yeah so boris karloff stars yeah not as the monster but as dr frankenstein this time
1: oh okay he's
0: actually playing a descendant of the late doctor oh so it's like generations further and then of course as any person with a name frankenstein they eventually is going to try to bring the body to life, you know, do the whole thing. Right. And Jenna Lund plays this actress. So she gets third billing. She's a lead. Yep. The very opening shot is her like running away from a monster. Yeah. And then they do the fake out where you hear cut and it's, turn- it's the movie that they're shooting within the movie. Oh, okay. Because the extra little hook to this is that because Dr. Frankenstein is on such short funds? He agrees to allow a independent horror movie production to shoot at his castle.
1: This movie's fucking weird. It's very strange, like but it's kind
0: movie. of cool. I was <laughs> like, oh, there's some fun ideas here, but it doesn't really come yeah, together. Right. First of all, the monster looks really dumb. He's he's practically a mummy because he's wrapped in bandages the whole time. So we don't get oh, like the no. classic. Yeah. Anyways. No. No. That's all. Moving on. Yes, moving on. Movie number three, Jailhouse Rock. Nobody. Gotcha. Not Judy Tyler, not Jennifer Holden, not Anne Nealon. No one. Go. So King Creole. We already talked about Carolyn Jones and how, of course, she yes. is best known for playing Morticia Adams on The Addams Family. So she was already... Yes. Of anyone, she definitely has the credentials. Gotcha. And when we brought her up in the episode, we mentioned that she had done Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Which most people might argue is sci-fi first, then horror, but I mean, they go hand in hand.
1: Well, you know, yeah, we're not going to...
0: We got a more definitive one to focus on anyways, which is 1953's House of Wax with Vincent Price.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Have you
0: seen the original House of Wax?
1: No, I saw the one with uh, Paris Hilton. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You would. Okay. Um. (laughs) Oh! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh no that movie is delightful. I've seen I, I rewatched it even though I had seen it before. Nice. It's the first color three D feature film from a major American studio. Interesting. That was his big claim to fame. Ooh. There's a famous scene where there's like a carnival barker with a ball and paddle like this with a string. Oh. And he's yeah. just not oh, yeah. he's he's yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, toward... I, I know that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that scene. Let's move on to Lillian Montevecchi. Remember her? Mm-hmm. Lilianne Montevecchi was in King Creole as well and she only did one horror adjacent. It's more of like an adventure picture, but there's whole elements it's called yeah. the living idol from 1957 okay she's the lead second build after steve forrest mm. who of course co-starred with elvis in flaming star he was the other brother
1: oh
0: nice and the last lady from king creole jan Shepard, the one who plays his sister that would return in paradise wine style she was in the 1959 movie attack of the giant leeches <laughs> For those kind of films, it's Jesus. self-explanatory. I don't need to go any further.
1: I sort of want to go through like a whole thing where you just watch all of the Attack of the Giant blank. Yeah, there's a lot. Attack of the Giant woman, Attack of the Giant spiders, Attack of the Giant leeches.
0: There's a free podcast idea, folks. Do you like giant casts or yeah. you just there watch- There is
1: one that's also an Attack of the Giant ants. I have a copy of a movie that is Attack of the Giant ants for some reason. I don't know why I have it. Is it them? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I brought that up yeah. because anyways. Yeah. That was the thing we did a while ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Moving along, moving along. We're at G.I. Blues yep. now. So Juliet Prouse, yep. no horror movies. Good. And we already mentioned Leticia Roman, who yes. was the Italian girl. She was in the evil eye, aka The Girl Who Knew Too Much.
1: Right. Gotcha.
0: The first Jallo. So I've already done my rant on that one. So that's it's fine. Yes, yes. If you want yeah. that, revisit the episode, GI Blues.
1: Yeah, go watch our podcast, you schmucks movies. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> We love you. Flaming
0: Star, there was just Barbara Eden, and she didn't do any horror movies. Okay. Moving on to Wild in the Country. Yep. None for Tuesday Weld, but the other two ladies. Yep. Hope Lang. The only horror thing she ever did, she had a supporting role as the mother in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge in 1985. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: So a late period, but she snuck in. She, she did a horror movie.
1: Hmm. I've seen that movie, actually.
0: You, you've seen that movie?
1: Yeah, uh, believe it or not, I've seen all of the Nightmare on the Streets.
0: Okay, and do you know what the special thing... Like, the legacy of the second one, specifically?
1: Uh, The head in the fridge?
0: No, no, no. I mean, like, contextually and, and like, subtextually and stuff. Um. That's the one where the main character is is a guy. Yeah. Like, the you know how there's, like, the final girl or, like, the scream queen? It's, it's a male character. And the main actor was gay. Oh. But, like, not out. And so the movie has been like reappropriated as like a queer Horror film.
1: Oh, that's so fucking interesting! I didn't know that. Yeah, that's really cool. Because
0: there's a lot of stuff within the script, and like, there's been so much back and forth. They talked to the creators and they're like, was this intentional? And they would yeah. keep saying, no, 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 it wasn't intentional. But like, back in 2010, there was like an interview, and the guy was like, yeah, it was kind of intentional. So like,
1: oh, that's really, really interesting.
0: Which adds a whole Ooh, other I'd lo- layer. I'd of, love
1: to, yeah, I'd love to go back and rewatch it.
0: Yeah, try to see it through that lens, because then it, it like okay. brings to light a bunch of, because like the manifestations of the nightmare stuff.
1: Oh it's like his oh, repressed shit yeah 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 oh shit that makes a lot of sense now Ooh, that's so fucking interesting actually okay
0: so okay. moving on yeah to millie perkins yeah who was the little sweetheart she was the lead top build top billing yep so that's another thing too is a lot of these i'll say like top billing but second sec- or, or second, second build, build yeah. like because but she's yeah. like the name above the title this is a vehicle for her it was actually yep brought it was up a car to-
1: with four wheels <laughs>
0: it was actually conceived by her then husband because I think there was oh. like uh, an illness and they needed money or something. But like he, but oh my they dev- god, oh, Jesus Christ! I know, yeah, <laughs> not to get on a but Anyways, it's the 1976 movie "The Witch Who Came from the Sea," okay, which is like a psychological horror. I, I, I didn't get I around I've to watching this one, one, but it's like,
1: isn't it kind of like art housey?
0: Yes, and she plays like a really damaged woman who's been like abused and stuff, and then she wow. finally snaps. And there's a lot of yeah, very interesting,
1: interesting as far as the okay
0: horror stuff and she was also in a segment of the 1993 movie necronomicon book of dead yeah very good blue hawaii none of the four schoolgirls ever did anything okay joan blackman who of course would return as the lead in kid galahad she only appeared in one horror movie and it was like a small part as uh, she was credited as Elevator Mother because there's a there's an, a scene in an elevator and there's a mother and daughter. She's the mother. Gotcha. gotcha. It's um, David Cronenberg Shivers from 1975.
1: Uh, we have that on VHS, believe it or not. So
0: that was his third feature, but that was his first like big breakout right. before he yeah. would go on to do... Uh, yes,
1: it's a bit of a cult classic, right? Yes.
0: Shot in Toronto, yeah. as most of his films are, because he's Canadian. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. So yeah. Shivers. Okay.
0: Then... This one, you get a one-two punch. Okay. So Nancy Walters, who played Abigail Prentice, the school teacher that he's escorting around Hawaii. Yes. And Joanna Moore, who's in the next film, Follow That Dream, as the child services lady. Yep. They were both in 1958's Monster on the Campus. Oh, cool. Which I watched. And that was directed by the same guy who directed Creature from the Black Lagoon, which will were- come up a bit later oh oh
1: very interesting so this
0: guy has technically directed three different elvis ladies in two movies
1: oh neat so
0: yeah this is the only time that this has happened where we had two elvis leading ladies who were in a film together in one horror movie a horror movie anyways and yeah monster on the campus which is not as good as creature from the black lagoon but it is surprising it's one of the ones i watched the main plot gets in motion because of a coelacanth yes like i can't remember the last time i watched a movie where they, they say the word coelacanth so much and it's all about because the, the guy is like a biology professor at, a, I at think, a university
1: wasn't it that the coelacanth had only just recently been rediscovered as not being extinct yeah right?
0: i think that was like there someone was like we got to get on that we got to do that and wrap it into a dumb horror movie or something yeah are you gonna double check i am okay while you're doing that i'll just ramble on about the plot go ahead so yeah. what happens is it's the main character. Yeah, is Yeah, 1938. Okay. Well, I said that's that was 20 years prior.
1: But that's still really close to find out that a fucking dinosaur still exists. Sure, sure. Right? Big news.
0: Monster on the Camp is 1958. The main character is this professor he te- teaches at this university. He's a biology professor. And he orders a celac- uh, like a coelacanth carcass from Madagascar. And then it turns out later in the film, we found out that they to help preserve it, they irradiated the water of the tank. <laughs>
1: Nuclear energy.
0: Not just any rays, gamma rays, because those were all really hot in the fifties. Everyone loved yeah. gamma rays with the Hulk and all that. Yeah. And so he while moving the fish, he cuts his hand on the fish's teeth and then immediately accidentally dips his hand in the water. And what it does is it turns out that the blood of the fish, or getting into contact with the irradiated blood, will cause you to regress to like a paleolithic <laughs> oh my God. state. So he turns into like an evil caveman <laughs> monster.
1: That's that's so funny.
0: It's, you know what? It's actually like a perfect bad B movie.
1: I love that so much.
0: Okay, what are we up to? So that was for Follow That Dream. Now we're into that movie. Okay, Anne Helm, who was in Follow That Dream as the sister that's, they're not related. <laughs> Remember her? Right. She was in the 1969 movie Nightmare and Wax, which is kind of a, th- it's a <laughs> more or less a remake of House Wax. It's got the same setup. Wax Museums, Getting Revenge. Cameron Mitchell stars as the, the, the wax maker this time, and he's got like an eye patch, and it's great. She was also... She had a small part in the psychological horror movie, The Couch, which is about like a psychiatrist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. It's I about thought a-
1: maybe it would be about a couch. I know. <laughs> oh, I was so excited.
0: I wish. No, no, no. It's literally about like a psychiatrist who's who's been treating a dude who's like psychotic. And then, of course, he goes on a rampage.
1: Oh. That is. Wasted potential. Yeah, they wasted should
0: re na- use that title for something yeah. better, folks. Like Jesus. use the couch for something.
1: The invisible couch ghost bikini party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! The ultimate mashup. <laughs> A monster mashup. Kid Galahad. Yes. Is our next movie. Only one lady, Lola Albright. Yep. Who was Gig Young's the fiance? Who's not the fiance?
1: Yeah.
0: Anyways, she was in. <laughs> The movie from the 1957 movie, The Monolith Monsters. Cool. <laughs> Just another bee creature feature. Okay, we're up to Girls, Girls, Girls. None for Laurel hey, Goodwin. Yep. Here's the first time where I hit like a bunch and I went, okay, I gotta, I'm going to have to narrow this down further. So Stella right. Stevens, yeah. who is still on record as being the lady who most disliked being in an Elvis movie and only did it because she was contractually <laughs> obligated to do it and they promised her she would do another movie if she did this one <laughs> so she did 10 different horror movies but well, we're going to eliminate comedy horror which leaves us only and like any bit parts Which leaves us with two that I'm going to highlight, but not go into too much depth. The 1969 movie, The Mad Room, where she gets, once again, top billing, like she's the star. Nice. And it is another psychological horror movie Mm -hmm. involving like two of her siblings coming back from an institute after having been held for years. And then what if they- That
1: shit's crazy. I, I really like, I don't like really like them, but I'm really interested in movies- around like the 1950s 1960s about women who've been institutionalized i find that as a concept to be very very interesting Mm
0: -hmm. so there's that one and then there's the 1978 film the manitou do you know about this
1: like gitchy manitou
0: it is a body horror film inspired by an old legend about the indigenous manitou spiritual concept
1: oh interesting yeah i was right
0: ah yeah no that's that's the one so she's like a supporting part fourth build
1: overall in that thing gotcha Who's next?
0: Oh, wait, actually, I forgot that I also wanted to just quickly mention that her son ended up writing, directing, and starring in a movie, and he cast her in it as well.
1: <laughs> That's really interesting.
0: Andrew Stevens, and it's a 1991 movie called The Terror Within 2, the sequel to The Terror Within, <laughs> oh which he was also <laughs> okay. in. Okay, next. So nobody in It Happened to the World's Fair has ever been involved with horror. Okay. Moving on to Fun in Acapulco. Yep. Ursula Andress only did the one. It was the 1978 movie Slave of the Cannibal God.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Which is
0: directed by Italian director Sergio Martino, who did a bunch of giallos, but this is not a giallo. This is just some right. schlock.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Who's next?
0: Elsa Cardenas was also in yep. Final Alcapoco. She was the bullfighter. I loved her. So she did 10 horror movies, but they were all Mexican horror films. Ooh. And three of them were movies starring either Santo and the Blue Demon. And I don't know if you know these guys. You probably don't. mm No. So they were luchadors, mm-hmm. but they also became movie stars. Oh. Okay. And they, they there's personas in the ring were also their characters in movies.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. They
0: were Santo and the Blue Demon. They had the luchador masks and everything, and they would fight monsters and they would get in adventures. Oh my
1: gosh. That's fun. Yeah, I
0: like I, I have I've only dipped my toes into that, but I, there was a bit, there was like over 20 films done. Like there's a rich history of these these movies. Wow. Shout out to them.
1: Shout out Shout out. Yeah,
0: six out of these 10 movies were directed by Alfredo B. Cravena. Mm. Moving on to Viva Las Vegas. So Anne-Margaret yeah. only did one horror movie as a lead. Yeah. And once again, it's more of a psychological horror. But she was in 1978's Magic, okay, which is a movie starring Anthony Hopkins,
1: oh who would go
0: on to, of course, be Hannibal Lecter. Right. He plays a ventriloquist. It is a classic setup of a ventriloquist and their dummy. Yeah. But not like a Twilight Zone episode where the dummy's actually alive. Although I think they play oh, fast and loose with okay. the movie where like they keep you guessing. But no, he's literally got right, like right. a multiple personality thing going on. And, That's weird. and he's obsessed with Anne Margaret, who's like a childhood sweetheart. Well, who isn't? I mean, yes, understandable. <laughs> also, yeah. co-starring Burgess Meredith, who we'll see in a future Elvis movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, that future Elvis movie is Stay Away Joe. So oh. we're going to put a pin on that. Anyways, moving on cool. to... Kay. Nobody in Kissing Cousins was involved so we okay. go to Roustabout and Joan Freeman from Roustabout was in the 1962 movie Tower of London starring Vincent Price. There he is again. Wow. And she, we also mentioned at the time in the episode that she played Mrs. Jarvis in Friday the 13th, the final chapter from 1984. Right. Spoilers, it wasn't the final chapter. Anytime
1: <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs>
0: you see a horror movie that has the word final in the title. The final chapter. Even yeah. the final destination? It's definitely no.
1: definitely not. No, it's definitely not. They're going to keep on going. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then Swan Langdon who was Miss Mijinu and of course would show up again in Frankie and Johnny she was in a 1979 movie called The Evictors Mm -hmm. and it was actually one of the last films to be distributed by AIP American International Pictures we've talked about Mm -hmm. so many times and she was also in the 1980 movie Without Warning which is a fun creature feature and the alien in that movie is played by Kevin Peter Hall he would go on seven years later to play the predator oh because he was like cool. this seven foot tall like plus actor this was his film debut oh, was in without warning i see so obviously it's not as good as predator but it's kind of an interesting curio and it's that like it's interesting yeah. it's like a trial run yeah okay moving That's on to neat. girl happy hey we're actually getting through okay. this <laughs> we're doing yeah. it i'm doing it so none for marianne mobley and Shelley for who's the other yeah. lead in girl happy and of course Two other Elvis movies. The only thing she did was tangentially horror related. She was in the 1956 movie, The Bad Seed. Kate? Which is the classic. My daughter is she secretly a killer movie. Oh. Which is the long tradition of there's also there was a Macaulay Culkin movie that was kind of like a loose remake called The Good Son.
1: Yeah. And there was a, there's another one with Elijah Wood, I think, in it called The Good That was Child. the same one. Oh, never mind. Oops. <laughs> Elijah Wood and
0: Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, Elijah Wood was the nice <laughs> kid in that one, and Macaulay Culkin was the psycho kid.
1: Right, I gotcha. So
0: yes, the bad seed from fifty six. She has the uncredited role of Margie in that. Nice. Tickle Me. Nothing from Barbara Whirl, Jocelyn Lane, the main lead in that movie. She was in more of a sci-fi movie. Nineteen fifty-six is the Gamma People.
1: <laughs> There's that gamma radiation
0: again. I know. They loved it. They're obsessed They couldn't with get it. enough of the gamma radiation. Yeah. And then Julie Adams is the star of Creature from the Black Lagoon, which we mentioned at the time when we did that mm-hmm. episode. But she was also in two other horror movies. She was in 1975's Psychic Killer. Nice. I'll give you one guess what that movie's about.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Is it about uh, Fireman? You're right. Jesus you, you, fucking you, you, Christ. No, it's about I've a guy who's a
0: psychic killer.
1: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He's
0: killing people psychically. <laughs> And she was in a really fun bad movie from 1988 called Black Roses, which was, mm-hmm. there's like a subgenre of rock and roll horror.
1: Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Black Rose is one we of them. We have that. a couple of those.
0: Yeah. yeah, It's like a rock band and then they unleash a demon or there's some kind of stupid black magic yeah. related to I have,
1: it. I have a, I'll send you a picture of we bought a VHS that is that to a T and there's a girl oh, on the leg of a guitar player and it's just wild.
0: So the other ladies that were in there, the because if you remember Tickle Me was the freaking it was the ranch full of ladies so I'm only focusing oh on two God. others okay. don't worry Mary Anders yep. who played Estelle the one who was always hungry <laughs> she was in 1960s The Hypnotic Eye okay and I guess I lied earlier because technically another lady that was in Tickle Me Alison Hayes was also in The Hypnotic Eye so that's another one where there's two ladies from Oh uh,
1: so yes, yes. but
0: like in small parts gotcha. Mary mm-hmm. Anders was a lead second build in The Hypnotic Eye and the other lady Alison Hayes was down the line a bit there I think she was was in like fourth bill, gotcha. but she was also Alison Hayes. We pointed out she was in Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. She was the title lady, right? Right.
1: Talking about more That's giant, yeah, big big things, big
0: things, big big fifties B movies. <laughs> People
1: with... were really afraid of big things. Yeah, like, I don't understand.
0: You take a thing, but what if it was big? <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just want to throw out because Alison Hayes actually maybe the MVP for great titles she was actually in a few other movies she was in the disembodied from 1957 okay the unearthly in 1957 zombies of maura tau in 1957 the undead in 1957 (laughs) she had a really good 1957
1: yeah she's really good at zombie flicks holy jesus and
0: 1963 is the crawling hand nice we were just talking about in the episode about Disembodied, disembodied limbs doing hands. things. So yeah, that was one of those. Yeah. Nobody from Harem Scarum, thank goodness, was involved. So we could just skip thank it God. On yep. to Frankie and Johnny. Donna Douglas yep. was not in any horror movies. Hey. But Nancy Kovac, this is where we come back to like the first initial idea of putting this together because Diary of a Madman yep. from 1963 with Vincent Price. She was the main... Lead in that second build. Check it out. And I said at the time that we were, my, my movie club was doing our Vincent Tober, Vincent Price movies yeah, on October. Yeah, that's right. So I did watch Diver the Madman, and it's not top tier, but it's pretty fun. Cool. Here's the thing of the Vincent Price formula. Yeah. By the end, 80% of the time, I swear, yeah. he'll be in a lab or some building and it'll burn down, <laughs> right? That's <Yeah>. like everything <laughs> collapses around him and he's all like, oh, the humanity. And it, <laughs> it all gets burned. And yeah, it always has something to do with he's being possessed or maybe he's losing his mind and he's, he's great. He's good at I mean, right. that's yeah. why they're all the same, but they're definitely not as much all the same as Elvis movies are all the same. True. You definitely get more variety from Vincent Price. True, true. Okay, and lastly, I'm going to end with Paradise Wine Style, even though we've actually reviewed two other movies afterwards. Because okay. this is really where it all leads up to. All right. So Irene Su, Linda Wong, Julie Parrish, none of them did anything. Mm-hmm. But the two big names which we brought up in the episode were Mariana Hill and Susanna Lee. Okay. Mariana Hill did six horror movies, but I only need the one that really jumped out at me. So the other ones, she was in, she had a small part in a 1963 movie called Black Zoo. She was in 1973's The Baby, which is a psychological thriller, <laughs> which is really weird. It's about a family has like an adult son who they treat like a baby and he walks around in diapers. And they've oh, like infantilized weird. him. They've suppressed his psychological growth yeah. on purpose.
1: That's fucking weird. It's really weird.
0: It's like a cult classic now because there's some yeah. weird stuff going on. She was in 1978's The Astral Factor which is another kind of like someone psychically doing murders or something. Mm -hmm. 1980s Blood Beach and also 1980s Schizoid. Nice. Blood Beach, by the way, is about the beach. The sand is sucking people in. (laughs) The tagline for it is really great because famously the tagline for Jaws 2 is just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yeah. Blood Beach's tagline was just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water. You can't get to it.
1: (laughs) That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But let's talk about 1973's Messiah of Evil okay co-starring michael greer i've watched this movie i've instantly fell in love with it yeah if nothing else doing this elvis podcast has in a way gotten me to see this movie That's good. so maybe it was all worth so it maybe yeah technically this movie was already on my shutter list so i would have gone yeah. to it eventually but it jumped in priority it's very hard to describe so i'll just give the t- but the feel of it mm-hmm. is unlike s- something that i've seen before oh if you wanted to try to pinpoint you would say it's the like kind of david lynchian lynchian a bit right it's got okay. a very just like there's a feeling there's just a feeling throughout that there's something off
1: a feeling of dread some
0: of it is on purpose some of it is also just because yeah. it gets a low budget production and i think allegedly it kind of got taken away from them by the producers and then like they cut it up but like this is one of the those cases where that was actually the best case scenario because then the movie doesn't really right. have any answers so you're just left with like this feeling of, like, what the heck? What was all this?
1: Interesting. The
0: setup is she goes to a place called Point Dune to look for her father, who's an artist. He's, she's been getting... Oh, I have
1: know this story. She he, I've heard of this one where he's the painter, and she gets there, and, like, there's a lot of mystery, and things start getting really fucking weird.
0: Yeah, there's some weird... There's some really good set pieces... And Michael Greer is great in it. Mm. So I watched him in The of Deceivers. I watched him in this. And they're so completely different because, of course, The of Deceivers, he's going full camp. Yes. You know, full over the top. And this one, he's very subdued, but still has that weird, he's got like a feeling to him. Yeah. And then here's the grand finale. Susanna Lee was in four horror movies. Three of them being Lust for a Vampire
1: 1971. <laughs> Love for a Vampire, 1978.
0: <laughs> no, no. 19- <laughs> yes, Lust for a Vampire 1971, Beware My Brethren, aka The Fiend in 1972. Okay. And Son of Dracula, 1973. So boom, 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 back to back. Wow. Son of Dracula is actually a comedy horror starring singers Harry Nilsson and Ringo Starr.
1: That's fucking weird. It's
0: super strange. So that's just that's really strange. But we don't have to get yeah. into that because we're here for okay. 1966's, the same year as Paradise of yeah she was in the deadly bees
1: oh my god that's right the deadly bees
0: which you didn't get around to but that's okay because no, it's really not that i'm not going to worthwhile yeah. <laughs> it was actually one of the i think it is the first movie that had killer bees as Has like bees an antagonist yeah. as like a horror movie concept nice so she plays a pop singer this is the most interesting part i'm watching this movie and it's not very good. But the whole time I'm thinking, this almost could work as an Elvis movie.
1: Yeah, as a musical? She plays it's it. Like so the- she's
0: she's does it. There's there's nothing. There's just music over the titles. But you could fit an Elvis song over the main titles. And then she does a performance at the beginning. So you could fit a second yeah. one there. And there's a part later where she's listening to the radio. So you can fit at least three Elvis songs. That
1: makes an Elvis movie.
0: Yeah. They can throw in a fourth just to shoehorn it in. And then voila. And one of the end credits. So, or whatever. At the end. So yeah. Right. But she's a pop singer who has been overworked. So she actually like faints on stage. She's exhausted. and then her doctor recommends that she take some time off
1: bees oh <laughs> <Okay. laughs> here's your prescription
0: for bees, bees, bees. No.
1: they just keep them in the little tubes yeah. <laughs> little pill bottles take to eat with lunch and dinner <laughs> just let out one bee
0: <laughs> so he sends her to this small island yeah and the movie tries to it's do a thing full of bees. well there's two different she's staying with a family and the the yeah. patriarch is a beekeeper but there's another guy on the island who's also a beekeeper and so the movie tries to make it into like a mystery because the bees are being directed to attack people by someone oh i see but when you've only got two options yeah and it's obviously not the one you think it is then obviously yeah. it's the one that because there's like the guy that she's with he's not very nice to his wife and you know he keeps saying stuff and then people keep ending up dead and you're like oh well it's obviously right. him but it's obviously not him it's the other kindly man who teaches her all about bees and who gets close to her that's obviously the guy who's killing people yeah so it's dumb and the bee attacks are really funny yeah <laughs> so what they do is they have a separate element that they shot of like just bees buzzing and they use like a chroma key to get rid of the background just so they can superimpose that over the footage of people going like this like waving their arms around yeah, and then they just have like plastic bees stuck to their face
1: oh my god <laughs> and then they go like ah <laughs>
0: and then some extra like some other like just stock footage close up of bees in parts yeah, yeah, it's really dumb, but at the same time, just because of the idea.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun.
0: Your your brain will make it feel like ooh, like you just you're putting yourself in those shoes, but also the effect just looks dumb. Yeah, Susanna Lee though, she's the lead. She's the top build in that, and she's she does a great job.
1: Ten out of ten, Susanna Lee. Ten out of ten bees.
0: And she's not a singer, so she doesn't do any of their own singing. But the right. opening number they but have. the bees like,
1: do. <laughs> there's <laughs> the an, bees get on stage. <laughs> all right, we're done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we almost made it without incident but really right at the end there so well,
1: folks thanks for joining our discussion about bees yes
0: yes uh, just a fun little halloween bonus because obviously yeah it's
1: kind of nice elvis
0: never did any horror movies the closest we got was a bad scooby-doo episode in the third yeah. actual film so I decided to stretch a bit yeah. and still keep it as tangentially related to Elvis as we could. Yeah. But we also wanted to just highlight the women of Elvis movies, which really don't get yeah. enough love and definitely don't That's get written true. properly in his yeah. movies
1: oh yeah for sure so even
0: though the the history of women in horror is maybe not as good i mean some of these are, are really good yeah meaty roles where they actually get to do stuff yeah so happy halloween yeah
1: happy halloween and we'll see you i guess next week yes all right uh, do it. we have like a
0: fun spooky sign off instead of thank you oh right? yeah okay we'll just say um
1: i want to eat your blood bzz. i'm a vampire <laughs> <laughs> bzz, bzz. <laughs> I am a bee. I want to sting you. Bzz, bzz. All <laughs> okay, right. That's Thank enough. you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much.